to another Jags podcast. We will call this episode 94. How does that sound, Joey? I think 94 sounds fantastic. Sounds good. If you can't tell, I am here with Joey. Super pumped about that. Joey just got back in town from Tennessee. How was that, Joey? It was awesome, man. It was lots of fun. Waterfalls, mountains, all that stuff we don't have in Florida. How many how many Duvals did you yell at Titans fans? Uh, zero. Oh, so you're a respectable fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. That's good. I did, I did do a lot of Gator Chomps towards uh, Vol fans. So oh, okay. That, that's okay, more my I thing. See. All right. Yeah. That may upset some people, but that's fine. If you haven't yet followed us, I thought you were going to say something there. No. I don't know. Okay. If you just, get, just getting ready. If you haven't yet followed us on Twitter, we're at Another Jags Pod. Instagram, we're also Another Jags Podcast. Uh, we like to communicate, let the fans kind of talk about their comments and things like that. So we go to Twitter a lot. And that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be hitting Twitter a lot for you guys' response. Although many of your responses were kind of the same. Yeah, I actually, I did attempt to go on Twitter. Jason said, hey, go on Twitter and actually look at it. Well, we had a flood. We had I, I, I pulled it up 35 comments. So, uh, you know. First of all, notice we've got like almost 1,200 followers. Yes. That's kind of like Beyonce at this point, right? You could call about, us the Beyonce. About the same, right? You could call us the Beyonce of Jags podcast. Fair enough. All yeah. right. I like that. We're, we've, we've reached our fine years and we've kind of mellowed out we've settled down just big time we're, we're chill you know yeah we're just we do philanthropy work now almost <laughs> full time pretty much the same thing um but just give us your thoughts on the game um obviously Minshew Foles is the big story I mean if you listen to a minute of radio at any point today you heard the same take over and over again but what, what was your thoughts on on the on the game I mean my thoughts on the game was it's a dumpster fire at this point, but quarterback's not the problem. I mean, yeah, Foles didn't play well. Minshew came in great. Everybody's excited about that. Nobody was excited about that after the Houston game when we lost there. I mean, it, that to me is a minor thing. I'm glad Minshew's playing. I'm glad he was named the starter. I'm glad he's getting his going to get his reps because it's a little more exciting that way. But that doesn't fix anything. That's true. Uh, we have bigger issues than the quarterback play. But I, honestly – is uh, we've had our quarterback conversations on here, you know, till we've turned blue. I mean, we've been doing this podcast for over a year. So when when we we were looking for a quarterback, when Bortles was signed, when Bortles was cut, when we signed Foles, and we've had generally our takes on that have been pretty widespread. You know, absolutely. And I mean, you want to hear me say I'm wrong? Well, I was wrong about Foles? Is that, is that what we're looking for here? Uh, I hadn't gotten there yet. Can I, is that what we're looking to? Are we can I keep going? Right I want to keep going just a little right, bit keep further. Going. And when we were talking about the um, quarterback position, like the moment we signed Foles, I made no hesitation on this podcast and said that that was a monumental mistake. You did He's, huge mistake. Huge mistake. I mean, I said it right off the bat. He was, he he did I, say I that. I sided with this. I was with the side that said, "Get you a cheap stopgap quarterback, and then draft you a guy that you really, really want that will not be eighty million dollars." And they didn't do that. And it's turning out that it it may be the biggest mistake in Jaguar history. I mean, we could 
spend the rest of the podcast on that comment right there because what Dwayne Haskins would you be happy with him right now he's turned out great in Washington right I mean uh, look honestly I don't I there don't wasn't a quarterback in the okay. draft that was going to fix things no, either and, and maybe this year wasn't the year you do it maybe this year maybe you do it next year but the would have what would have happened is you still would have drafted Gardner Minshew and you would have had Gardner Minshew and then let's say Teddy Bridgewater uh let's say uh Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, those those guys weren't like a guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. where's Tyrod Taylor, your boy? Tyrod Taylor. There we go. <laughs> Tyrod. TT in look, the house. Look, I know they're not like super attractive picks, and that's why no one was agreeing with me at the moment. Everyone was like, no, I do not want that guy. This team is a quarterback away from the Super Bowl, which is whatever. But if we would have gone that route, we would have been in a much better position right now. I agree. I mean, you can't argue that now. There's absolutely no way you can argue that at all. I mean, who would have known that Foles would have came in and got injured 11 plays in the first game of the season? I don't think that, like, oh, there's a chance he might get hurt is the thing that would stop me. I think what would have stopped me was the fact that you're paying $88 million for a quarterback who is not even worth maybe half that. And I understand you want to try to prove he's the guy by paying him, which was the dumbest reason that I've ever heard for a front office saying they paid him all that money and that they wanted to make him the leader. But at no point has anyone on earth, even Eagles fans, thought that Foles was worth $88 million. Hey, there's two statues in Philadelphia. <laughs> you know I what guarantee they are? you they still would not pay him $88 million. Uh, they wouldn't have, obviously, because they didn't keep him. But yeah. the point being, I mean, you can't argue that at this, at this time. I mean, there's no way to say that. He has done absolutely nothing as a Jaguar. Lots of reasons for it, and I'll make the argument whenever you're ready for that that he's going to be here next year and fighting for the starting job. But right now, horrible decision at this point for this year, for us doing anything this year, that was a horrible decision. So, would you say, in so many words or whatever, that I was right? I would say you were 100% correct with that for yes. for this season. Yes. And I was 100% wrong. <laughs> yes. Okay. In case any of you want to watch Joey admit that I was right and that he was wrong, go to our YouTube. This is a, this is amazing. I mean, I, we could end it right now. <laughs> Jason would Five be happy. Just done. All right. Let's <laughs> jump over to Twitter and see what you guys um, had to say. We asked you guys on Twitter if you can't see. Um, all right, Jags fans, after what you just saw, give us your thoughts, concerns, solutions for this team. So I gave, I gave the Twitter – I gave you a bunch of options that you could say. The first one was Jet Life Perk 77, 76. I'm obviously blind. No wonder I can't get the episodes <laughs> right. I can't read words. Um, and he's at Perk Andretti 76 says, clean out the entire front office. Get some football minded advisors around Khan so that he doesn't continue to be a blank check. Use the pitch of a brand new slate for the team to hire top available coaching. Trade big contracts except for those necessaries. Aim high, draft big. Pretty dang well said. I mean, you really can't nail it any better than that. And that, that's that, that's what's frustrating to me is that we don't have that owner that is stingy, that just doesn't want to spend money, that doesn't want to throw money at anything. I mean, the guy will spend money in a second. We've just got guys that are telling them take this guy and they end up sucking or resign this guy and they end up sucking. He's just not getting the right information. So, yeah, I mean, I think if TC, DC is not gone at least, then I, I, I have a hard time even be a Jags fan next year. So you agree with him? Because this is a sentiment that was shared by a lot of you on Twitter um, to clean out the entire front office. Uh, it has to happen. I'm, the, the fact that it hasn't happened like today, by now, is like concerning to me. Well, I think Khan is a 
respectable man and he will respect people and um yeah but this time he's being disrespected as an owner he's trusted these guys whether it's tony that's in his ear like saying this and that i mean he's he's trusted these guys to run one of the facets of his empire business-wise and they're doing an absolute horrible i I guarantee if the bumper business was ran by these guys he would have fired him a long time ago that's a good point i mean since con's taken over the jaguars are 36 and 88 that's terrible. It's That's absolutely, absolutely terrible. terrible. I mean, as a Jag fan who you and me, we love the Jags a lot. We watch each game several times, not just once. We go to games. We spend all our hard-earned money from yeah. our beautiful sponsors on this show. Yes. On <laughs> one beer. One beer. <laughs> or one <laughs> food item. One Pepsi what product. Exactly. As, uh, as James pointed out on Twitter. Sorry about uh, that. But uh, point being, yeah, you, you know, you're spending $15 on a, a beverage and $20 on a, something to eat. Yeah. and Not to mention $40 to park. Yeah. I, I, know, I mean, fans know this already. They do. But and you, that's why everybody's so frustrated. Yeah. You know, it's not that we don't want to support this team. It's that there's nothing to support. And that we're getting ridiculed on forums and by our friends for being diehard Jags fans when the product that's being put on the field is embarrassing. Yeah. Like and, I, I show up for work and everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah. how's the podcast going, Jags fan? That's, that's the annoying and, part. And I'm like, dude. It's, it's, it's people that – because football is competitive and people get hyped about their teams. And, there's, and we, we all work in environments with different fan bases and there's little you know jabs here of and there. Course. And just to continue to get pummeled because our front office can't look at the quarterback position and say, hey, Nick Foles, you are not – worth 88 million dollars that's how hard is that how hard is that or they can't look at the linebackers and say hey you know what we're incredibly thin at we're incredibly thin at linebacker safety and tight end well they can't look at the fact we don't have a tight end period (laughs) even before even when O'Shaughnessy was healthy I mean is he really a tight end (sighs) I mean that's the thing so yes entire front office gotta go I don't know why they're not gone screw respect on that man yeah he's given them tons of time if you don't give anybody respect give Marone some respect Keep him on. New DC comes in and fires him. I mean, that's a different story. But Caldwell has got to go. Coughlin has got to go. Like, minimum, those guys have got to be out of there. Well, if Caldwell and Coughlin are gone, there's no way a new GM keeps Marone. Well, of course. But, I mean, I think Marone's getting a bad rap. The reason I'm saying that. That That's coaching, though. That's literally coaching. It is. At every level. It is. At every single level. If you sign up to be a coach, that's something you sign up that could potentially happen. And Marone's well aware of that. Yeah. I mean, you can see the change in his – just his – Press conferences, his facial expressions, the comments. He's actually saying stuff now that he actually feels. Like he's saying our team's garbage. He's saying our offensive line <laughs> is garbage. Yeah. He's saying, I'm going to put Minshew in because he's more fun to watch and he can scramble because our offensive line is garbage. Well, Nick Warren, and he's at Nick Warren 32 says, um, expect nothing until they prove you wrong. Fire the whole front office, refund everyone who bought a Foles jersey, move the team to Uzbekistan, and change the name to the Kangaroos. Anything, please. Nick, if you think for one second that there's kangaroos in Uzbekistan, you are tripping, bro. <laughs> are you kidding me? Kangaroos are indigenous to Australia. You're going to tell me that we're going to be the Uzbekistan, at least be like the Uzbekistan grape leaves or something. I don't Isn't know. Isn't that the former Czechoslovakia? Honestly, I have no clue. Something. It's got to be one of the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, come on, Nick. Uh, Darren Frazier and uh, Brent Papineau had some nice uh, gifs here. 
of them. Is just, it Jeff or is it Giff? It's it's Jeff. I think it's, it's Giff. Jeff. I think Once everyone. Again, we disagree. Which I is think great. anyone that that knows anything. Knows I think I was around Giff. before you even knew what a computer was for the most part, and it's Giff. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it doesn't matter because I'm factually correct on this on this thing. So. So is that like Geoff instead of Jeff? <laughs> I, a lot of people say Geoff. Right, fair enough. Patrick Jackson says, um, it's about two and a half games too long to put Minshew back in. Our O-line is a massive cause for concern, regardless of who's quarterback. P-Jack. <laughs> P-Jack nailed it spot again, on. though. I mean, it's spot on. Spot on. It, what was it? The Rock? It doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter who we have a quarterback. Our offensive line sucks. We have no fullback to, full to help block. We've got... No tight end. We've got receivers that catch the ball sometimes, sometimes don't. I mean, that's the biggest issue is the offensive line for me. For, for me. And, a thousand percent. And, and here's the problem. And for me, this is why the front office has to go. Because they evaluated the offensive line talent. They have an offensive line coach as the head coach. These guys are like, Coughlin's known for building his team in the trenches and this is the most disappointing group of offensive linemen I have ever seen. You had drafted your left tackle in the high second round. You paid your left guard top-tier left guard money. You're paying your center top-tier center money. Your right guard is a mix between a fourth-round draft pick and a third-round draft pick. You're rotating right guards like Sprayer rotated quarterbacks. <laughs> Nobody's ever done that in the history of football. But, hey, great idea. Let's try that here. I mean, mm. Your right tackles Juwan Taylor, hey, which he's going to pan he's, out. And look, we and look, we're not Florida homers here. We are, but we're not Florida homers on this point. Um, it takes offensive linemen some time to get adjusted to the game. Yeah, we've talked to offensive linemen. I know offensive linemen that play at a really, really high level, and they all tell me that uh, offensive line is the position with the largest learning curve from each level that you go from high school to college, from college to pro. The highest learning curve. That's why you're seeing veterans like Omame and Flowers get picked up, and you know they in these rookies it takes them time to develop. And well, plus you're you're talking about kids coming in to play against men. I mean, right. Imagine how much how much bigger did you get from 21 to 25? Me? Uh, yeah, I got a lot bigger there. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. A lot more muscle. A lot more. Yeah, a lot more strength. A lot more muscle. A lot oh more. my gosh, so much muscle, it's insane. <laughs> All right, so let's take a look. We're gonna take a look at this play on our YouTube channel. So if you don't follow us on subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check it out because this is going to kind of look talk about the offensive line um, and the problems that we have here. So we're going to back this up because it looks like I was a little too far ahead here. Um, what's going to happen is Foles is going to be lined up in the shotgun here, and he's going to be taking he's lined up in the shotgun, and and the Jags are in some kind of funky stack wide receiver out to the left. They're in uh, looks like eleven formation with well, one running back. How do you know who to cover of, when they're like? in front of each other by a step and on the same they're, side. They're trying to hide, but they're trying to hide by each other. It's the classic, ah, it's the classic, you can't it's like see a rope, him. It's like a rope-a-dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, you know. How can this not work? <laughs> exactly. So Foles is going to snap the ball. I mean, at the at the snap immediately, I mean, linebacker's flying Not in. even touched. Yeah, and he's going to throw it to, this is not the play at all, he's going to throw it to DJ Chark and uh, get knocked away. Everybody in the entire stadium <laughs> read that play, including the Tampa Bay And honestly, defense. if that would have been a good throw, then that would have been a, a reception because he threw it late and he threw it behind DJ Chark, which, great job there, Minshew. Here's the real play. Okay, here's the real play. They are lined up here now in trips left formation. They do have a running back kind of in that H-back role looking to block. He's going to totally, like, why line up here? If the running backs lined up and where line, running backs are normally lined up, he probably can help on this play. So Foles is going to snap it. Juwan Taylor is just going to get absolutely 
beat to he the does. outside. And he's going to cause a fumble. And um, our boy, our rookie here, who's Leonard Fournette's close friend, is going to pick up the ball and run in for a touchdown. So uh, you never want um, that to happen, ever. Uh, but Juwan Taylor here. Just he gets speed. Beat with speed. He does. But he, he didn't even have time to hold. Does Foles or does Minshew step up in the pocket here, though? Because it's not if Minshew. you pause it, I know what I'm asking here is like, look, this isn't this isn't Foles' blind side. OK, True. so this is the side that he's like, you know, handedness and he's going to get to about here. And this is the moment when you see Minshew step up okay. in the pocket here. He's expecting that guy to be open. He's talking about the two receiver on which the, the on two the, receiver should have yeah. beaten his man at that point. That's not I mean, he's running a vertical. He's not going to be open Dude, and he should be throwing it over that shoulder. Look, and done. The the three receivers getting absolutely jammed off the ball. The one receiver looks like he's coming in. Okay, so the answer to the question is yes. Minshew steps Minshew up. Minshew steps up in the pocket does, and he doesn't get sacked but there. you got to give your quarterback more than a second and a half to make a play when you're overloaded on the left side. I, I mean, mean he, 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 has no, he has no mental awareness of where he's at in the pocket. He literally is like taking his drop steps and he backs up into the sack. He's still thinking he plays for Philadelphia and has a line that can give him more than a second. Backs into the sack. Have you ever seen? I mean, Minshew doesn't do that. It doesn't do that. All right, here's another look at another sack, and I know this isn't this is not this is not good stuff here to watch, and this yeah, isn't inspiring. But look, we have to address the issue that it's. Look, I'm a big I'm pro Minshew. Like I'm wearing a Minshew jersey tee under this hoodie right now. I love Minshew. Don't but me, the issue is not the quarterback. It's I'm not. with you there. Yeah, and uh, it wouldn't matter who's back here. Tom Brady could be back here. So again, we're in a standard you know ten formation shotgun. Uh, Gotta love NFL Rewind. It gives me some jumps. Let's just play it through here, okay? So make sure you follow on our YouTube channel so you can watch us, on, uh, watch these plays and what happens. This one's going to be on our boy Cam Robinson. It just, it's absolutely whipped. And again, I mean, it, w w was that a second? That looked like about, let's see, with three-step drop. Three-step drop. Yeah, Two. That was terrible. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's just, and just he tried to He tried to step in the yeah. pocket, but there was no pocket because yeah. it was collapsed. No, that one's not on false. That... Was a nice little video there. Yeah, little close up of Joey. Up in there. That, that one. Hey guys, <laughs> how you doing? We just that's uh that's our uh, that's our intimate cam. And it, so somebody asked me earlier. You're talking about work and all that. Like what I what I thought obviously about it. And first of all, Foles is still hurt. I know it's not his throwing clavicle. It's not that side. But he has no zip. Long ball is short on every time he tries to throw. It. He won't even try to throw it anymore. So it's definitely affecting his throwing. He just looks like a different quarterback than he did preseason first game of the season. So that is definitely having an impact on what he's doing. So everybody says, you know, Foles is a bust, like all that. The dude's hurt still. He's trying to play. He came in, but it's also gotten into his head at this point because he knows he's going to get hit every single play. A quarterback can't think that, man. He's got to think that his offensive line's got his back. If you're thinking every play that you're going to get tagged and you're hurt, dude, you're not going to be the same guy. Yeah, it's true, and Doug Marone even cited that for why he made the quarterback change was that Minshew gave them a better look at that at where they were at. Basically, Doug Marone said, our offensive line is so bad that we need a quarterback who can improvise in order to move the ball. You kind of love a guy who knows his job's gone, and he's just saying <laughs> what he actually feels at this yeah. point. Like, yeah. I hope it continues, man. Like, yeah. he'd be eating a bologna sandwich, mouthful of bologna, and just being <laughs> like, yeah, that guy's garbage. I could yeah. block better than him right now. Yeah, and... And that's the, that's the scary thing is that we are on the hook for so much money at so many positions that we're bad at. That's what blows my mind. We're on the hook at 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 O line 
which we're horrid at. We're on the hook at quarterback. We we don't even know who's going to be quarterback next year. We're on the hook at D-line, and we can't seem to get very much pressure. And it's 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 just concerning because the people who evaluated the talent and created the contracts are completely missing. I'll say I'm not worried about quarterback at all. Well, we have Minshew. That's, that's, no, that's I'm not worried, period. We've got two good quarterbacks, one veteran, one new guy. Going into next season, we're going to have a heck of a quarterback battle because everybody's saying, like, trade Foles, get rid of – dude, Foles will be here, and he will be battling, battling for the starting job next season. There's no way he's not on our team next year. Here, here's, a, here's a thought. Any chance at all Foles retires? Any chance – Okay, well, let me re-say my last statement because that's, that's actually pretty deep, and I'm, that's a hot take right there. That's <laughs> so what we take. do around here. Um. I think that's the only way he's not on the team then. I'll, I'll, I'll re-say that. I don't think he does because, I mean, he seems like he's a pretty big competitor, and I think he likes football. I think he enjoys it. I think he that's his ministry. Obviously, he said that. That's his chance to be to do what he does, and I, I don't think he retires, man. I mean, I think he heals from that injury. It's not like he blew out a knee or something like that. I mean, I don't the, think so. The dude has had a very tough year. Yeah. Think about it. You relocate your family down to Jacksonville, Florida, from a city where people called you St. Nick. You move to Jacksonville. You have that horrible personal incident that happened in his life. Then you break your clavicle. Then you do everything you can to be a teammate and a mentor. And then you come out and well, it's you... Like his grandma or grandpa died, too. You forgot about that. Man. Which was like, basically helped raise him. So... You stack that on top yeah. of getting booed by your fans. Getting like I can't imagine anything hurts more than getting booed at home. People chanting, "We want your backup in." I was I was a little disappointed in us fans. I mean, we we are for the fans, and I get the frustration. But it, it wasn't directed at Foles, and and obviously the boos were, but the boos weren't directed at Foles. They were directed at the front office, who is continually making poor. Then decisions. we'll go with that. Good job, fans. Yes, they just you know it sucks that you know Foles got the brunt of that. But here's what kind of softens the blow for our boy Nick. <laughs> the twenty, <laughs> that the, night? 50, the uh, fifty million, and the uh, other fifteen he's getting in a few weeks. Yes, yes. So. Look, when you get paid that much money, you're being expected to handle that type of scrutiny. And unfortunately, Nick Foles is having to handle all of the scrutiny that comes with that huge contract. I mean, he's already rich, man. I don't really think it's about the money for him. Yeah, but that contract we gave him crossed him over from like a rich NFL player to like, your kids aren't going to have to work. Sure. But no, his kids will work. He's going to be building like schools and hospitals in other countries and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, yeah, that money's going to go. No, he's great, great guy. Dude. I agree great with guy. that. And I, I do feel bad for him just because of the fact that he's gotten a raw deal this year. But again, he's going to have a chance to redeem himself next year. Yeah. I mean, I mean dude, would you disagree? I don't, I, know. I don't know if there's a Twitter question about that, but I, it, that's what everybody's saying is like, just trade him, get rid of, I, I'd, I'd love to talk about that. If there is a Twitter question about that. I don't know. Let's see. Let's get there. Let's, right. let's keep going. I appreciate you keeping me on track here. Yeah. Duval Hot Takes, great podcast, and they're at Duval Hot Takes. If you haven't watched our episode, we had Duval Hot Takes uh, on here. We did. We had him on here a couple Tons weeks ago. Tons of fun. Good dude. Oh, my God. They're, uh, Smart guy. Oh, my Funny God. Funny guy. Hilarious. I, yeah. I loved it. It was awesome. I wish we could get him back on here. Yeah. Um, he says, how do people that run this organization dress themselves in the morning? I'm guessing they put their pants on backwards quite a bit. I'm guessing that they- Socks don't uh, match. 
First of all, they get out of a bed that costs way more than mine. True. And they get out of comforter and sheets that cost way more than <laughs> they mine. Do. They probably wake up laughing. They put like. on clothes that cost way more than mine. They get into a car that costs way more than mine. And they drive to a stadium with a job that's way better than mine. Caldwell's probably just like, man. <laughs> that's, that's how they do it. I don't know how this is going on, but I'll just keep sending those paychecks. That direct deposit looks nice. Yeah. Uh, Jags Fanatic says clean house, period. We've heard that. Angus Seymour says, why do we have an, a head coach who specializes? Oh, this is a good one. Let's, let's put this one on the uh, on the big screen here. Uh, Angus Seymour, and he's at Das Gus, says, why do we have a head coach who specializes in the offensive line yet can't actually give our quarterback or running back decent protection? Foles struggles because he doesn't have time. Minshew looks better because he can at least make some time for himself. Um, I'd love to answer that. When was the last time we drafted an offensive lineman that was actually a high quality? Juwan Taylor? Juwan okay. Taylor was. And Linder, yeah. what, six years ago? Cam Cam Robinson was a second rounder. He, a lot of people had him as a first round projected grade. With Andrew Angle. Norwell, they, I mean, look, it's not that they're not trying at O-line. It's that they are failing to evaluate talent. Yeah. That's the issue. But again, I don't that's think that's Marone, though. I don't think he gets any say on that stuff, man. You don't think they, like, no, consult I him a tad? I don't think that they consult him whatsoever. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe I don't. They, I don't think they do. Look, look. When we look, when we drafted Will Richardson, I went back and watched film. And look, I'm not Tony Baselli. I'm not Doug Marone. I don't claim to be. But from my eyes, he showed nothing in, at NC State that showed he'd be good in the NFL. And he was playing, nothing. And he was playing at NC State and, against the, crap the, opponents. The, the other, the center or the guard or the t- there was someone else on the offensive line that was like way better than him and like making him look good. And and like I was when we drafted him, I was like super shocked. But um, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. And um, I think Fol or uh, Marone is a good guy, but he's not developing talent yeah. that we're bringing in, and we have no depth. And he seems to be like he's not coaching. It seems to be like he's just kind of a Coughlin like a, puppet he's a figurehead at this yeah. point. I mean, he, he, yeah. he has been for a while. That's what happens when you get retained by a new true VP. So and you know he's gotten his checks too, so he yeah. he's not hurting. Yeah, that's true too. Um. All right, um, let's hit a couple more and we'll take a break. Uh, Darian Dimitri says, will next year be a total rebuild like 2013, or will the Jags still try to compete? Uh, we can definitely compete next year. No. You don't think so? Mm-mm. You think rebuild? Yeah. Are you not, kidding me? Not a total rebuild. One of those half rebuilds. Dude, we're got, like, we already have our quarterback and we have our running back, but we don't really have like a line or a. Do we have three court. picks in the first 40 at the, at the Yeah, moment. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like, you need help at linebacker. You need help at safety. You need help at tight end. You need help at offensive line. You need okay. receiver help. I mean, that's five positions right there that you need that, that, first that, round talent. That in. doesn't mean you ship everybody off and no. tear it down like Miami. And, well, actually, I prefer to be Miami right now because those guys actually play with heart. If, if Miami played Jacksonville right now, Miami would win. I agree. Because those guys play like... You, 100%. Uh, hey, name more than three players on Miami's team right now. You can't. Oh, and man. they play with tons of heart. <laughs> yeah. And that's a problem with coaching as well. That's a problem with motivation. That's a problem with organization. That's a problem yeah. with scheme. I agree. That's culture. A, I mean, it's culture. It's culture. Yeah, so, you're right. You know, and that culture that Foles is always talking about building... I want a Bill Belichick culture. I want a Brian Flores culture. I want a Matt Patricia culture. I want a, uh, a culture where the players are held accountable. Agreed. And you're not getting a billion penalties. Look. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, whoa, whoa, no, no, whoa. Joey, Joey, I'm about let's, to blow your mind right now. Let's jump. Okay, before no. you blow my mind. Okay, I'll let you blow okay, my mind Okay, first. let's take a break. Uh, okay, I'll just take a break. Okay, I got a couple things I want to get to. I'm going to blow your mind about penalties. Okay? Right. And, here's, and here's where I'm at. And I want you to think about it, okay? The Jacks had 16 penalties on... Uh, last week. Sure. 
Lead, lead the league on offensive line, I believe. I want you to guess the NFL's single game penalty record. Hmm. So think about it at the break. Fans, listeners, you guys you guys think in your head. If you're on YouTube, throw some guesses out there. Yeah. We'll see who's close. Well, we're not live. We're pre-recording this episode. Oh, I thought we were doing this one We're live. not doing this one live. Right, we can't do that. Joey then. gets here a little bit too late for our live listeners. Yeah. So that's okay. We're just glad he's here. We're just glad he's here. Uh, but uh, take a, think in your head. The most penalty. Okay. I, got and, it. I also want to get to the rest of these Twitter questions. And I also want to play a fun little game called... How disappointed were you when blank happened? Ooh, I like that. I had this one set up. I like the sounds of that. So hang tight. um, uh, Listen to this quick word from these sponsors that we have. We love them all. Shout out to Big Cat Country, SB Nation, Overtime Media. Shout out to all you guys. And if you're using my bookie, do not bet on the Jags. Do not bet on the Jags. But type in promo code another Jags podcast. Or is is that what it is? I believe so, yeah. Okay, type promo code in. We'll match your discount dollar for dollar. Okay, um, hang tight. And then um, we will be right back. All right, welcome back to another Jags podcast, um, episode 94 or post-game episode against the uh, Bucks. I, I call this the, the Chicken Little episode, <laughs> The Sky is Falling. This guy's been falling. What are you talking about? This guy, this guy's fallen. Like okay. Skyfall. All right. Adele. We're back. Uh, before I answer or give my guess, I'm not going to answer it, obviously, because it won't be right, but <laughs> I'll give my guess on your question. I want to go back to the rebuild that the, the Twitter, I do think it is a rebuild front office wise, organizational wise. I don't think it's a player rebuild. I mean, we're not shipping off like good players to other teams and just getting rid of everybody. I think we're going to keep a good core of the guys we got. Cause we've got a bunch of young dudes that are good. I think in the right environment with some players around them, some of the guys we have would be way better. So organization wise. Yes. I think if we traded Ramsey for two firsts, we don't sign in Gakway to save money. And we trade Foles for a third, and that's a rebuild. There's no way anybody's giving us a third for Foles. We'd actually have to probably give somebody a third for Foles. It's not the <laughs> NBA, man. You can't just dump a contract because you don't want the you guy on your like team it. anymore. <laughs> and he's garbage at this point. He's not worth anything. Yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. he is not. If, we, if that was our plan, then Minshew should be back on the bench, and we put Foles in and hope to God that he does something good over the next few weeks so he's actually worth something, because right now he's not. Maybe that was their plan until I last mean, you look week. At, Maybe. I mean, you look at his contract. I mean, he's going to get what twenty-two million if we keep him against the cap. If we cut him before the deadline, it's nineteen million. So really, we save three million by cutting him. Dude, that guy is going to be on our team. All right. <clears throat> you feel good? You got it off your chest? You got? I feel you, much you better now. So my my rebuild. answer to the most penalties <laughs> okay. in a game would okay. be twenty-one. So we teased. We teased before the game or before the break. Jags had sixteen penalties. Uh, that's a lot. We, what's the most ever in a game? I would have to say 21 would be my guess. Okay, that's a really good guess. So the answer is 23, but that was in an overtime game. Ah. 22 in a non-overtime Ooh. game. So we were literally six penalties away from the record. The record. We couldn't even get the record, man. That's how bad like, we are. We The, the record, not like... <laughs> like the all-time record in a regular season. We were six penalties away. That's Dude, that's literally like two holdings and a fight away from <laughs> the record. That's insane to me. That's absolutely insane. All right, before we get back to your um, Twitter questions and comments and solutions and everything else we named it, uh, we're going to play a little game with Joey. <clears throat> this is, Which is always fun because I have yeah, no idea what he's about yeah. to do. This game is called, um, and this, this isn't like a competitive game. This is really just a more of an informative game. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a, um, the game is called, How Disappointed Were You in Jaguars History When Blank Happened? Okay. Okay, and I wanted you to give me a scale, one to ten. One being meh, and ten being like, 
crushed. So like 10 being like Titans winning okay. championship game. All right. That's, that's one of them. Okay. So let's start off with Titans winning championship That would game. be a 10. 10. Yeah. That's okay. straight to the old jewels. Okay. All right. Uh, what about the Patriots defeating the Jaguars in 2017 in the championship game? I mean, that would have to be like a seven because we've been so bad for so long. And we fought, we had a heck of a run in that Pittsburgh game. It's like one of the best football games I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, back and forth. And it's the Patriots, man. I mean, they're rock solid. So I put a seven on that. Oof, that's higher for me, man. That that game put me in, in a depression for a couple of days. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Justin Blackman announcing his retirement. I'd put that at like an eight, eight because that dude was a stud. <laughs> I mean, he was a straight stud. I mean, everybody knew like, hey, the, all the field work was done. Guys at the bar every day in college. I mean, like that's why I didn't get drafted beforehand. We took a flyer and it didn't work out. Typical Jags fashion, man. <laughs> Julius Thomas getting cut. Mm. I'd put that as an eight too because, again, another guy that came here for a check. I mean, it's kind of our MO at this point. Hey, yeah. go to the small market Jags. They'll pay you ridiculous money based on a good season or two. And you can go there and just retire. Unless you're Clayus Campbell, who actually played out his contract. I would put even Malik into that, man. Malik came yeah, and played his heart out. Yeah. I mean, just got old and whatever. I yeah. mean, there's a few guys that do it, but most of them, Norwell. Hugh Douglas getting cut. I put that at like a six. I mean, he went on and played really well, but... That didn't really bother me all that much. It was he disappointing. Was but it, I mean, he was so bad. One of the biggest busts of all time. Yeah. All right. And um, last one. Foles turning the ball over for the third time in the first half last week. That was like a two. I mean, we suck, dude. Yeah, but like that moment for me was like. Well, again, I, I was driving back from Tennessee, so I wasn't watching it like live. And it was like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Another game. But, I mean, I expect that at this point almost. I mean. For me, the thing about Foles was, like, he's a veteran. He made check it down to Fournette three times in one drive. And when one and he'd go three and out. But he's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to be safe. Um, he might throw. I mean, I know he, like, throws the ball deep and goes for well, crazy not, throws. Not but it was like I wasn't worried about him fumbling and throwing picks on slant routes. And when he fumbled for the second time, but it was the first third fumble turnover. was not his fault, man. They're all his fault. We no. blame Minshew for every fumble he does. Every time Minshew fumbles the ball, it's Ike. He needs to learn how to hold on to the ball better. Every single time. And look, at that moment, I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. Because I knew. I was like, at halftime, they're going to put Minshew in. And he's going to electric electrify the crowd and the team. And you can't go back to Foles after that. No, you can't. But doesn't that say something about the team as well? That you need Minshew to come in to actually play hard no you need Minshew to do something like this let me pull this I'm glad you brought that up I'm glad I brought it up too okay this is why you need Minshew um and if you're on the podcast check out our YouTube this is the fourth quarter first play of the fourth fourth quarter Minshew's been in for one quarter Tampa Bay and prevent defense they're in in your (laughs) standard cover three at this point a standard cover three Okay, and the Jags are going to line up, and Minshew is going to throw just a vertical to DJ Chark. Like, the touchdown was a good throw, too, but the throw to DJ Chark, absolutely beautiful. I mean, he releases on an out and up. And he didn't have to step into the pocket. He had time. He didn't have time. And that was, I mean, that's a three-step drop. I mean, it's exactly what Foles okay. was doing before he was throwing the ball. One, two, three. Pump fake. 
throws. Look, pump yeah, fake was beautiful. good. The pump fake beautiful. Was, he pump fakes the out. Okay, the pump fake and the shoulder fake. Beautiful. Beautiful. Look, that's look, why Foles didn't throw it deep one time. I even tweeted during the game. I was like, at least Chark. This is before they put Chark in, or before they put Minshew in. I was like, at least Minshew throws the ball up to Chark. Well, and just lets see, him I talked. Jump to, ball. I talked to Chark after the game. Are you talking? And about? He actually said like he likes Minshew better, <laughs> so he ran a little bit faster when Minshew was in and got open. Do you think the team elevated their play? I do. Oh, there's that close-up of Joey again. Jason loves that. Do you think, I, didn't, I didn't even put any makeup on. <laughs> do you think that uh, they elevate their play? I mean, there's the touchdown there. To Another the great, part. good timing play. I mean, do you... I mean, that's just a good drawn-up play. Is. Like, why don't they draw up anything? Why don't they draw... I don't up, know. That's my like, point. Like, how come... <laughs> with Foles there's literally in? no reason why that couldn't have happened with Foles. Yeah, like, when Foles is in, why are they not running this, like, out, fake the other op motion and then yeah. little pick play? I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. I think even the coaches got fired up when Minshew <laughs> came in, apparently. Don't get me... Yeah, don't get me started on Filippo because... Well, D, how about this? He has no ability to well, balance the, the run and pass game at all. He never has. Couldn't at Minnesota. No, he, he can't got fired from Minnesota for He can't do it. He literally reason. can't do it. He either no, runs the ball four times or runs it 40 times. Yeah. Like, dude, you know, there's, you know there's a middle ground, right? Like, you know you can even alternate. Doesn't he have, like, an assistant that could be like, hey, bro. You're an NFL coach. He ran like, in, like, 20 plays. It's insane. All right. Um, Wilson, and he's at Jag Pam P, says, we need to start finding these players for all these flags. Foles is not the answer. I like the first part. The second part is obviously true. Yeah, start from, why, why not find these guys? Ah, seriously, the collective bargaining agreement, I would think it'd have to be against that. Well, but. I mean, I, I understand the holding. Look, I mean, they maybe they're holding so that they don't get their quarterback killed. I mean, honestly, That's, as a quarterback, I'd prefer you hold and get a penalty yeah, than I get, get crushed my, yeah, once exactly. again. But, like, the, the personal fouls, the false starts, yeah. you know, the dumb stuff the Hands like to the that. face. Yeah, the, I mean, you know, I, I just don't get it. Dumb. Um, Jay Nessler just simply said, uh, kill me. Which uh, I think we can all agree with that yeah, sentiment. I mean, a any bit. given Sunday, right? Yeah. Noah Bennett, and at the, he's at the Noah Bennett, says, what's the most realistic value for Foles this offseason? Nothing. Absolutely. N- I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I like, know. They've already talked about the fact, like, they've brought up Osweiler at this point. Like, they got torched for that trade. But it's not the NBA. Like I said, you can't do that. So there is no value for Foles. Nobody is going to take that cap hit at all. You're not trading them. There is no value. Davis Rooks on Twitter says, if they keep playing him, his value is only going to decrease. Yeah, because I think I, I, <laughs> I legitimately think he's hurt, man. I mean, he's not hurt. You don't go from being able to throw a perfect spiral with zip and good long balls to not. That just doesn't happen. He's still hurt. I mean, think about it. You make you twist your body, whether it's this clavicle or this, it's you're going to feel it, man. I mean, there's no doubt that he has an injury and he's probably not hundred percent, but everyone in the NFL is hundred percent. Look at the Texans. They're playing yeah, without he, he's like, JJ Watt. They're playing. They traded Clowney. They're playing without, but, but what you're forgetting about is the fact that he is a true lover of God, which is great. He's probably not taking the pain pills. He's not taking the shots. Oh, like he's, he's not. Oh, he's, he's a Scientologist. He ain't Brett Favre. Bulls, he's, not Bulls, Bre- is, he's not Brett Favre, man. Bowles is a homeopathic uh, medicine taking very, Scientologist. Now. Very possible. Oh, okay. He's one step away That's from a true. vegan. <laughs> That's true. Um, Chandler Berger says, I'd love to hear the reasons Coughlin thought benching Foles was a bad idea. Assuming I'm reading into his and Maroon's argument correctly. Okay, the, you're going to have to take that one because I have no idea what that means. Yeah, I, I uh, maybe an argument? Maybe. I, I, I think I heard like Murray wasn't happy with like putting Foles in. Um, 
but when you're oh, so like after the Houston game, is he talking about? Yeah, but I mean the the reasoning was Coughlin paid him all that money. Well, the reason is Coughlin makes all the decisions. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Coughlin looked at this team and said, Foles yeah. is the guy that is a better quarterback and could you know." Which everybody after the Houston game, everybody forgets, man. The Minshew magic was like trailed yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, what they scored three points in that game. Yeah, yeah, he did not look good in that game, and we but, lost. And if he had won that game, there's no way they were benching him. Yeah, but we're sitting here saying that uh, that Foles is really not as much to blame as people thinks because the team around him. That was the exact same team that Minshew had around him then. I agree. So why are we still talking about quarterbacks when they're not the problem? That's my point. I'm tired. Because we have that, an eighty-eight million dollar so what? Problem Who gives a hands? crap about that? He's that's, our problem. It's done with. We can't fix that. With. It's that, not going to be fixed. That salary. That that we have contract, a heck of a backup is what we have. But that contract puts us in salary cap hell, which we can't change. Where which we're paying foals or we're paying foals and Bortles between the two of them, we're paying them like a hundred million dollars. Uh, it's actually Norwell, Bortles, and Foles, $106 million. It's it's the it's but the issue of evaluating talent. My point is. And the reason people listen to podcasts like ours is that all you're hearing on the radio, all you're hearing anywhere is the Foles Minshew debate when that is not, that is what it is. That Push that aside. The issue is the fact that our front office is horrible. You won't hear that on any radio station. You won't hear them calling for Caldwell. You won't hear them calling for Coughlin because they're scared about their jobs. That's the problem. What we need is somebody that comes in and can evaluate talent in the draft and fix as many issues as we have as possible because the quarterback is not going to change. That's going to be there. To be fair, I would like you, Joey, for one moment to put yourself in the shoes of these radio personalities. I'd be doing the same thing. I would have sold Wait, out at that point. And what you're forgetting. A thousand percent. What you're forgetting is if they talk bad about Coughlin and or Marone and or the front office, do you know what today is and by the time we put this out it'll be today. yes that's very true the Coughlin it's Foundation Coughlin I know fund. that so today which is, is not a, the day to be talking bad about Coughlin hey, maybe the, Wednesday the J Thursday <laughs> not today they had weeks before it now to talk about that's that that's true but, but in all, yeah. hey, let, let's give a plug because tomorrow is Giving Tuesday yeah you, you, you want to the J Fund is yeah. an absolute fantastic thing. Yep. It's for families of kids who have cancer. If the dad, the mom, everybody needs to take off work, pay their house bill, their electric bill, they collect money and they give it to these families and it gets them through a really tough time. So it is an absolute amazing thing. It is a great thing. And everyone should give. But I want to ask you in your personal opinion, not that you think it's right, but do you think donations will be down this year compared to previous years? Man, I really hope not. I hope not either. I mean, you've got to be able to separate. I think Jags fans are not like Bills fans. That's true. Personally. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, I think it's you should be point. able to separate football from real life, yeah. honestly. I mean, we all love football. It's a big part of our lives, but it is a distraction. Real life is the J-Fun. Yeah. I mean, that that's... Absolutely. You listen to the stories. Like, if you actually listen on the radio tomorrow, you'll hear the kids come on, the parents come on, and it's hard not to tear up about the way that it has actually changed these people's lives. So I hope everybody gives. I mean, I, I plan on it. Yeah, me too. Uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, uh, next comment, Patrick, and he's at Patrick85. says, hopefully by the time you read this, the Jags will have fired everyone. Inexcusable, unacceptable, and embarrassing. I think Jason just answered that. It's actually going to be Wednesday that everybody gets fired. Yes, so, yes. You can't, fire, you can't fire him a day, day before the J-Fund. 
good point. And that's absolutely not. All right, happen. Patrick, answer given. <laughs> uh, prolific says whole entire front office needs to be gone from Tony Khan down. I hate. To break, <laughs> I, I hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you, but. If if Shad Khan fires his son, there's no way I will have a newfound respect for Shad Khan. I will put him on a pedestal if the man is so business savvy, looks his son in the eye and says, "We no longer need your services here with the Jacksonville." Tony, Jaguars. your football money ball is garbage. You're out of here. Go take care of Fulham in the wrestling league. There, that's great. Prolific, <laughs> but yeah, not happening. Uh, the Minshew hype train says Foles has done more for this franchise by sucking than anything. Minshew is the future. Let's off-road, offload Foles to Cincy like the Texans did with Osweiler and the Browns. Fire the front office and the staff. That's a good point. But it's not happening. But if Foles didn't get hurt, we'd never seen Minshew. And Minshew sure. could have been a sixth-round quarterback that was bounced from practice squad. It could have been to, like a Cody Kessler. It could have been a uh, – don't talk about my boy Cody. Who was the other one? Uh, uh, Alex Magoo. Uh, um, who else would we have we had? Uh, we had um, – Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we got to see Minshew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Minshew's a real deal. The guy's awesome. Oh, man. Love him. Uh, Joe says there's nothing to say. So many changes and needs for this team. It's a two to three year in the making again. I agree with Joe. Yeah, I agree. But that, but, that's, that's not but, a, that's not a tear down or rebuild. Though. No, no, that's not a bad position to be in, especially when you have the draft yeah. capital that we have. And that, that's why I keep saying with like we're not we're not doing anything about quarterback this year. We're not drafting quarterback. Now 2021, that could be a completely different ball game at that point. I heard the most ludicrous thing on the radio today, and it wasn't 1010. It was an uh, alternate station. I don't even think it's a possibility, but I wanted to pose it to you. Just to think what you thought. I like it. Would you trade both first-round picks this year and Nick Foles to the Dolphins or to the Bengals for the first overall pick? No. So basically, would you trade two first-round picks, Nick Foles, for, Burrow? for Joe Burrow? No. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. And I don't think the Bengals would. No. I think that's what, that was just dumb. But I just wanted to put it out there. I'm no. not going to call anybody out, but that was really dumb. Uh, Giuseppe, and he's at Joey Sturb 98 Are y'all related? You got the uh, same name? Possibly. He says, it seems like each week a different group is inconsistent. That's that's actually true. That's very true. Last week, safety linebacker. This week, it was O-line. Well, it's been O-line every week. Um, I'm hesitant to say it's the players because we've seen them do well. I think it has more to come down to with the coaching being the main problem. Uh, I definitely think it's a mixed bag. I mean, the yeah. only thing consistent about us is our inconsistency. I mean, Foles ain't... Stopping the run. Minshew is not stopping the run. Here's the biggest issue with our team. This is it. And we have hear like, oh, there's so much responsibility to go around. Everyone's responsible. <laughs> That's all you hear. Here's the real issue. And this is it. Like, I promise you, this is it. And no one wants to say it. All right. We need, we need like a dramatic pause. I've actually said like five times on this podcast, so well, it's not going to be dramatic. But we, our front office cannot evaluate talent. Yeah, it's a problem. That's the issue. It's, it's a problem. They're giving people the wrong contracts. They're giving people too much money. They're giving people not enough money. They're not re-signing people. They're, they're getting free agents that don't belong. They're getting <laughs> people that don't fit the system. They're getting coaches that can't coach. They're getting scouts that can't scout. And they're putting dog parks where dog parks don't belong. The bottom line is we have no ability to evaluate anything. It's true. That's not the player's fault. I don't blame Nick Foles for signing an $88 million contract. Heck no. Heck no. Are you kidding me? It's like FSU blaming Taggart, man. Yeah. Are you I kidding mean, me? Come on. Give me the money. Dude, it's the people that are making these decisions. And I'm not like, let's fire everybody. But at the end of the year, you probably should get rid of everybody. Yeah. 
Get a new GM in. Get get some someone off the tree of someone else because it's not like you. There's some guy out there just like banging down the door for this Jaguar job. Now, what I'd like to do though, because again, coach doesn't go against the salary cap, does it? The answer to that is no. I, I don't think so. They don't. I looked it up. Yeah. No, <laughs> coach, oh, coach oh, I did pre- do some research pre- on this one. <laughs> oh. Shocker. Breaking the mold. Oh. So yeah, coach does not go against the salary cap. Nor does any of the it, it, 51 players that are on your starting roster go against your salary cap. That's it. So you want to throw money at something, man. Throw money at a GM that knows what the heck he's doing. Throw money at a coach that has a proven record of getting good players in and getting the most out of them. But those guys aren't available. I mean, if, if, if those guys, those guys don't, don't lose their jobs. See, and that's the thing. We need to look into that. I mean, GM is like not that thing. Like, <laughs> as a football fan forever, I couldn't even tell you what potential GM is available right now. Yeah. I mean, you, like I said, that's why I said you have to get someone off of someone's tree. Sure. That's what we tried to do with Caldwell. We tried to get him off that Atlanta Falcons tree. Um, that was doing really well there for a while. <laughs> now it's pretty bad, <laughs> but, uh, look, I mean, bringing in Tom Coughlin was an attempt at that. Yeah. And we were all on board with that. We were all happy. We all loved yeah. Tom Coughlin. We remembered all the good times, forgot the bad times, but Tom Coughlin put us in salary cap hell before he left, before he got fired too. Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. Harper, and um, he's at HarpJJ underscore. He says, seems like every game we have 15 penalties. We talked about that already. O-line seems to be a big liability. Secondary looks lost. Well, you have three undrafted players playing secondary. Um, At least Minshew gives us some hype for the future. Hope for the future. Talked about all that. Preston York, Minshew seems to give us a fighting chance in games, and overall it's just more exciting than we watch Foles. That's true. Build around Minshew. He's the spark. Yeah, I agree. Joey doesn't. Bench Foles, trade in the end of the season. Mm, Can't. Uh, Everybody wants to say stuff that like is impossible. You can't. Is the problem, though, you, man. No one's. Who's going to trade for Foles? Nobody. Who is going to trade for Foles? Nobody. Who? Nobody. Den- uh, Denver, maybe. We're, Denver might be our only we're chance. We're going to have to give someone a draft pick to take Foles. We would. And again, I don't think they'd let it happen. I think the the players' union and the collective bargaining agreement wouldn't let that happen. I mean, they would let you trade like when the Osweiler trade, same thing happened. Yeah, but I don't think they'll let it happen again, man. Eh, I think they would because I mean, it's, look, you mess up, you got to live with the consequences. Uh, Tyler York says, I feel like the Jags should bench Minshew for the remainder of the season to preserve him for next year and play Foles to get some money's worth out of him and hope he can show flashes for maybe some trade value. If he doesn't, we lose. And if he doesn't, we lose and secure an early draft spot. If I didn't think Foles was actually hurt still and it was affecting his game, I think that was a great strategy. You know, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. And look, here's the problem is we have to sell tickets to these games. Yeah. So you're not going to sell tickets to these games with Foles as your as your starter. And that's, that that's the problem with this. But take that out, take the whole economic side out of it. That's that's the way to well, go. Well, let's see. I mean, we got what? There's like 4 weeks left. No, we got the Rams this weekend or what? The Chargers, Chargers right? Yeah. So, Benju's starting, Chargers there. Let's see how many people show up. What happens if cuz look, even when Minshew was the starter and he went four and four in all of those games, besides like one, I think the Titans, when we scored 20 points, not even that many, like Minshew really wasn't that good in the first half. No, it was always like, the second half. It was game. always the second always. half. Denver barely scratched it out. Yeah. I mean, so what happens against the Chargers when full, when Minshew has led the team to three points in the first half? Do you go back to Foles? No, everybody leaves. Are you hearing, are you hearing the chants? We want Foles from the crowd. No, everybody leaves and goes. Are you, are you, are people booing else. Minshew? No, no, because people love Minshew because he's not weird. Can we get like a DC FU <laughs> chant going? That'd be good. 
Can we start that? Can we boo the right people? Yeah. That's that, that, the, exactly. That's the, that is the point of this, is boo the correct people. <laughs> Not Tom Coughlin until later in the week. <laughs> Not till after the j Caldwell, fair game right now. Uh, Ignatius J. Cardi says burn it down. I like it. Especially the dog park. Screw the dog park. Ignatius? Like ignite? Burn? Mm, I don't know. Bobby Brown Jr. says Fire Coughlin Wash Baselli. Oh, I saw that earlier. I was like, dude, this guy's great. I was like, Fire Baselli. Right, let's, let's put this one on. Let's, all right, this is it. Yeah, this is fantastic. This is it. All right, Bobby Brown, loving the comment. Uh, fire Coughlin Wash Baselli. I like how we put it in there. Like, yeah. like three. He's not, even, he's not even like a. <laughs> it's like uh, an employee of the Jags. Honestly, I love Tony, but I agree. I agree with Bobby. I agree with Bobby. Uh, Tony's just, <laughs> just a Jag Homer, man. No, no. You can. I'm a Jag Homer. I'm a big Jack Homer as anybody. I you like don't Baselli. see me spewing out garbage. I like Baselli. He he. I look. I love the guy as a person. I like him as a. I like him as a everything. He's positioned himself in the media as the defender of the players. When at times we're not attacking these players' personalities or their character, we're attacking their ability to help our football team that we pay money to support. He said big the, difference. He said the offensive line played like absolute garbage on Sunday. No, it's not just those comments. It's it's them over and over again. He says, start Minshew, get rid of Foles, Linder, Norwell. I mean, you you get rid of them, you still have to pay them though. It's, it's, it's not it's not like you're like you're saving a, like a couple million. You're not yeah. you know instead of 106, you're paying yeah. like 90. Yeah, and then so instead and of Norwell and Linder, you have a, you have undrafted rookies up there. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, draft O line linebacker. Uh, Doug shouldn't be head coach, but he can stay. <laughs> Dude, this is the comment. I love it. Just keep keep dug on as just like it's almost that. like he was like hammered, <laughs> tweeted the first line, sobered up a little bit, started drinking again, and finished his tweet. I like that. Beautiful, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. Beautiful. I love it. Uh, all right, and we'll just hit these these last couple ones, and then we gotta get out of here because we're going way over our time. Uh, Nestler, do you think we should be in the playoff picture if we wouldn't have started Foles in the last three games? No, no, we wouldn't because Foles. Is it, he, we, they have nothing to work we, with. We'd be five and seven right now. Yeah, yeah. We yeah we may win one more. I don't know. Um, football gaming Duval um, says uh, has a gif of a building crashing down, like getting blown up. And Brandon Blake again comes in and says nothing will change unless Khan has the fortitude to fire this front office. And so basically everyone is saying fire the front office. We agree with that, uh, absolutely, because the issue is evaluating talent, not. The talent. I mean, and honestly, you bring new people in, they couldn't really do much worse. I mean, they've lucked it. They've lucked into most of the draft picks that we've gotten, and we can't keep the good ones. Yeah, I mean, so, freaking Dante Fowler's out there with like eight and a half sacks. Yeah, we could brought Dante Fowler into this podcast. You didn't think we could do it after he's gone? We can do it, guys. Dante Fowler out there just like ringing necks out and, there. And he hasn't like tried to kill anybody on his team there. He hasn't ran over anybody with his car. And I will say, because we did have an argument when the whole Ngakwe Fowler thing happened and everyone was like, oh, I'm team Ngakwe. Remember all that? That's the real have Ngakwe. Did you see what happened this week? He got in a fight. Got into another Linder, fight with Brandon Linder. Which I like. How Brandon? What, what, what is Brandon Linder doing? I have no problem with that. If that, Brandon Linder would have like snapped. I, I guarantee it was like, hey, why don't you block for the quarterback? And he's like, hey, why don't you do something on defense? Yeah, and they were exactly like, I'm going to punch you. And that's they exactly punch each other. Yeah. But 
I like that. <laughs> At least two guys are fired up, man. I wish everybody in the freaking locker room was fighting each other. That's true. At this point. But remember when everyone was like, oh, man, Fowler's just a troublemaker. and out there punching old guys. Yeah, but he wasn't punching guys because he was fired up. He was punching guys because <laughs> they yelled at him for speeding. It's a little different. Uh, all right. Need that fire in the field in the locker room. Well, let's end this episode with Dante Fowler. I think that's a great ending point i'm glad he's completely redeemed himself but he's like every other yeah. gator we've drafted in entirety except for fred taylor they stink on the jags they go somewhere else and they play awesome that's true that's true yeah all right well uh, that's gonna wrap it up for us thanks guys for listening um make sure to follow us on instagram twitter subscribe to youtube channel um we're gonna be here um, all season as you can tell we don't give up. We've done episodes the last four weeks, so that should prove to everyone yeah. that we I literally are drove committed. here at 30 miles an hour, kind of crying. Yeah. But yeah, I still showed okay. up. That's all right. That's what happens. When we're Jags fans, uh, we lose sometimes. We do. But you know what? We are still going to show up to the game. Yeah. We're still going to cheer. We're still going to be here recording podcasts, and we're still going to boo a quarterback who has no control over a situation. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Make sure to follow us and all that stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure to check out our episodes later in the week. I think we have another one coming for y'all, so make sure to check that out. Um, and as always, go Jags. Go Jags.